0: You are listening to The Game Changers Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Game Changers. I have another really exciting episode for you today, and I'm not going to waste too much time on the introduction because there's just so much juicy content in this episode. This is really for anyone who is interested in the spiritual side of business. If you think about manifesting and energy, this is the episode for you. So I sat down with one of my amazing Simply Business students, Kate. And we spoke all about. Energy, manifestation, and how to use your mindset to have success in business. Katie has just exploded onto the scene, creating a business that really helps entrepreneurs overcome their limiting beliefs so that they can create incredible success for themselves. And I have just been astounded by the incredible stuff that she has done, and I cannot wait to see her grow even further. You are just going to absolutely love this episode. So, as I said, I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's jump in. All right, everyone, welcome back to actually the first interview of season three on the Game Changers podcast. I am so, 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 so excited to be back doing interviews and I'm so excited to welcome our first guest, Katie Wilkinson. As you would have heard in the intro, she's an absolutely incredible entrepreneur. She is so inspiring and what she's been able to create in such a short amount of time is nothing short of super, super inspirational. And I'm so, so, so excited to tuck in with her today and to talk about not only how she has manifested success, for herself, but how she actually teaches other people to do the same. So thank you so much for joining me, lovely. Thank you so
1: much for having me on your podcast. I've been listening to your podcast for so long and being able to be a guest. It's just so surreal and so exciting. Hashtag manifested,
0: right? <laughs> I saw that you did something the other day. I honestly, like I love when I see this, but also just, it's, I still haven't grown accustomed to it, but I saw that you did something the other day where you were showing like your vision board with your like reality now and all the things you've been able to build and manifest. And there was like me on both sides of it. I was like, Oh, I love it. I love it so much, obviously, because you've achieved so much, but I don't know why I still get this like whole, like, is that really me on someone's vision board?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I had like meeting you and all these amazing entrepreneurs on like the before. And now this is literally my reality. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm part of this like incredible
0: community. Oh my God, I love it. And we actually got to meet in person before, obviously everything that happened this year. So that was a bonus. So I would love to kind of start with you, maybe just going through your story a little bit and particularly how you kind of got into manifestation and the universal laws and energy and all of this stuff because I know that you know from speaking to you and from knowing to you that's not exactly where you started so I'd love to kind of really hear how you fell into this work or how you attracted this work I should say but also maybe just talk to us a little bit about like what the last sort of six or so months has looked like for you because from an outsider's perspective it has just been an amazing transformation to watch but I'd kind of like to know a little more behind the scenes of what actually has led to the success that you've got now.
1: Yeah, so my story kind of began like really before I was even born. So I was being so much into personal development. My parents are also really into it. And my mom would say when she was pregnant with me, she would go to like these motivational seminars and that like I was really enjoying it. And that one day she was listening to this woman and she had this thought pop into her head, like, I want to be a personal, you know, motivational speaker one day. And she was like, I swear that was you. I've never had this thought in my life and so she tells me this story and it's so funny and now it just makes sense that I'm here today and I love what I do and even after I was born with my father we would you know go around driving his car and we weren't allowed to listen to music because you know you know, bad lyrics and things in there. So we would only be allowed to listen to motivational tapes. So he would put these on and I would just listen to it. And I don't even remember it. I think I remember one story, but apart from that, like I feel like I must've absorbed it somehow into my Subconsciously, for sure. And my dad listens to every single podcast episode that I release. He's like one of my biggest fans. And he's like, everything that you say, or a lot of what you say stems from these books and podcasts and all these things that you've been listening to and I've been providing to you since you know, you've know you been so little. So it's just so crazy how my journey like started even before I knew that it started.
0: I didn't know that. That's insane. And that's just such a beautiful story because I've been getting a lot more into lately hearing about the subconscious mind and learning about the subconscious mind and the power that it has. But I didn't realize how much what we What happens to us while we are in the womb and even uh, whether or not, you know, some people believe in this or not, but even before that, like how much our subconscious mind shapes who we end up becoming. And I've heard so many stories about people who have had instances or their limiting beliefs even, and I definitely want to get into limiting beliefs after we finish your story, but you know how some people's limiting beliefs can even stem from things that they have heard or subconsciously heard or experienced when they were in the womb. But it's so incredible to hear that you're saying on the opposite side of things that you almost like set your purpose in stone before you even came into the world.
1: Yes, I know. And it's so crazy. So I kind of like knew it subconsciously and personal development was always part of my journey, but I wasn't like, consciously aware of what manifestation was until I think it was around when I was 16 I fell really ill and I actually had to drop out of high school because I had you know really severe physical and mental illness and everything was going wrong and I was like stuck in bed and especially as a teenager you're like missing out on all the fun you know having all these parties
0: 16 as well that's like prime prime age for party time
1: I know, right? Exactly. But that really put everything into perspective. And I was like, what do I really want to do? And on top of that, I just had too much time. So I just went online, watched all the YouTube videos, read all the books, and fell again into personal development. And it was around that time where I found manifestation. I was like, I really connect with this. And I think, again, it's from before. I kind of already subconsciously knew that, but now bringing it into my life and being fully aware of that. And the very first online course that I ever purchased was on manifestation, which I love. What was the and course? It was Kimberly Wenya's course. I think the Manifestation Collective oh, yeah, one, nice. like her big signature course. And so that really, not only was the course so amazing, but seeing someone just like me, you know, she lives in Melbourne. She's a similar age to me. She looks similar and, to me. And, and, we'll, and
0: we'll just note both both students of Erin May Henry here. <laughs> yeah, we'll just, just slide that one in there. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, yeah, really that kind of like became that expander for you with the work that could be put out there.
1: Exactly. Like I would say you and um, Kimberly around the same time. So I did her course and I think on the same year I enrolled in your membership as well. And seeing both of you, like, you just really act as an expander, like incredible young women doing this thing. Because even though I was into personal development and saw all these amazing people doing these things, I never really saw myself as someone who would want to be a coach or a public speaker. I still kind of thought that you know it had to be some crazy unicorn or a special person or all yeah. these you know older people doing it. And so then seeing you and Kimberly and these amazing community, I was like I can do that too. And so buying that course and seeing that you know i could follow in her footsteps that's what really motivated me but i didn't get into it at that specific time in my life I kind of had to you know still deal with a lot of things I ended up going back to school online completing it I went to university I studied kinesiology which I really love because it's a lot to do again with limiting beliefs and psychology and then this year something happened I resigned from my job and I was like I don't have a backup plan I'm going to be a coach and so I enrolled in Erin's um, coach group coaching program, Simply Business Academy. And the last six months, you know, have just been wild. I didn't even at the beginning knew what I wanted to coach, what I specifically wanted to do. I just knew that I wanted to be a coach. And when I started, I had like this feeling, I like to call it like a universal download, a universal nudge when you know your intuition is just telling you, you have to do this and you can't ignore it. And that feeling was, Katie, you have a message to share with the world. Like it has to be on a global scale, right? Even though I had, you know, my kinesiology diploma, I could work with that. I just felt like I had to go on the global stage and I had this message. So nice. Even though I didn't know specifically what this message was, but it was like this innate calling that I was like, you have to follow this. Like it would be disrespectful not to follow that. And so I just went with it and, you know, through the program, through finding my niche, I was like, you know, manifestation mindset, this is really what I want to do. And it just evolved from there. I just took action every single day, just like Erin says, just go for it. And here I am. And I'm like, I can't believe, you know, I've created this online empire through really just doing what I love and helping other women achieve
0: incredible goals themselves. I love that so much. So there's two things I really want to talk about because I definitely want to jump into all of the mindset and the you know universal laws and all of that stuff but one thing that you mentioned when you were talking about your story then particularly before all of this was you know you had this feeling cuz i talk about this a lot as well you had this feeling like you were looking at you know, leaders, speakers, coaches as someone who was different from you, someone who was older, someone who was more experienced. And I really feel like that's one of the biggest limiting beliefs that so many, especially younger entrepreneurs face, especially those of them who are in their early twenties, or, you know, even some women my age still feel like I'm not old enough. I'm not experienced enough. What was it that helped you kind of break through that feeling of what I'm seeing as success is different from who I am now.
1: Yeah. So I think the main thing was, as you said, the expanders. So yeah. really finding those people who are similar to me. And this does, um, you know, leverage psychology, neuroscience, you know, the mirror neurons in your brain. When you see that someone else very similar to you has achieved, you know, a success or something that you want to achieve, then you can do that. It's showing your brain. And so it was only when I found young women who, you know, and luckily enough, you know, you're both in Melbourne and you were both quite young. And then just those factors there really was able to show me that there's not one type of person when it comes to being, you know, a leader online or being a public speaker, that as long as you have that determination and drive and that you have a message to share, you can do that, and that was when it clicked in my brain that you know I can be one of those people.
0: I love anyone that so else, much. can I love that so much because I feel like so many women maybe struggle with that mindset a little bit, like rather than seeing someone online succeeding and saying, whoa, if that's possible for them, that's possible for me. But what I think a lot of women do is say, oh, well, they've already taken the success or they're doing it. And so therefore I can't. And this is obviously a big part of limiting beliefs, right? And I really, really wanted to tuck into limiting beliefs because I'm just obsessed with your Instagram stories. I watch them every day. Your circle comes up first, but it's also because like you have the really beautiful house. Everyone needs to just check out. I'm building a house and Katie's house is like goals for interior design. It's pristine. But other than that, I love obviously all the content that you've started sharing as of late that is around limiting beliefs. And you and I both know that being entrepreneurs, the strategy is the strategy, right? You know, you can, whatever. Like, I think the strategy is important to know. Obviously you still have to take the action, but the strategy is the easy part. And that's why I even created Simply Business because what you need to do is what? Well, build an audience and sell them stuff, right? But what holds so many women back from having the success like you've created is their limiting belief. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit, like particularly in your definition, like what is a limiting belief?
1: Yeah, so a limiting belief is like a self made obstacle or belief in your head that you've created that is inhibiting you from your success. And the analogy that I really like to use here is like a parasite. So the limiting belief kind of ends up holding its own energy. And the more attention and evidence that you give to that limiting belief to say that it's true, then the more it's going to grow, right? Think of a garden. Do you want to um, water the weeds or do you want to water the flowers? You know, the positive thoughts, that's the flowers. The weeds are all these parasites and limiting beliefs. So, not just by paying attention, but this is the cycle of self sabotage, right? We have this cognitive dissonance. Consciously, you know, I want to succeed. I want to have an amazing business. I want to do all of this stuff. But subconsciously, you know, I keep going around and around in circles. I have these same patterns. I keep self-sabotaging and I keep holding myself back. And that's because that parasite, that limiting belief, the more evidence that you feed to it that it is true, the more it's going to kind of supplant itself. The roots are going to get deeper. And so every time you fail, that limiting belief in the back of your mind saying, I'm not good enough, it's like, yes, it's like feeding off that energy. And so really notice to yourself, if you you want to like get rid of a limiting belief, which I believe you always have limiting beliefs. It's not necessarily getting rid of it completely, but more replacing it. But if you do want to get rid of it, you have to notice that habit. It's like, why am I doing this? It's because this you know, parasite, this limiting belief is trying to gain evidence for its existence. If I can just shift and instead give evidence for the opposite, for why I am good enough, then that's what's going to be real. And so, just noticing there, why we have this cognitive dissonance, and why we want something, but why we keep self-sabotaging—it's a limiting belief which is holding us back. Which many of which are formed, you know, during childhood, even you know, in the womb. Some people yeah. believe from ages zero to seven when. These things were just told to us, you're stupid, you're lazy, you're selfish, all these words. And so that's why we keep acting out of alignment. It's because we have this fear and our ego is saying, keep doing it because this is what you've always done. And if you failed before, you're going to fail again. But we need to rewrite that story.
0: I love that. So the way that I'm visualizing this in my mind is is almost like a circle, right? So it's like there's, whatever the situation is, let's call it like the situational evidence, you know, you go live and nobody shows up, then that leads to the growth of the limiting belief or more evidence for the limiting belief that nobody likes you. Maybe that was your limiting belief because when you're a kid, what a bully said it to you or something, you know, and then because of that, then that ref- is, is shaping your identity. And because that is your identity, then when that situational evidence comes, it's going to feed back into the limiting belief. So at what point of that, if that is kind of like a circle, at what point of that do you need to intervene? Like where does the intervention happen?
1: Yes. So I love this. It's very similar to another thing that I teach, which is called thought cycle. So it starts yeah. with a thought or event, which yeah. then triggers an emotion and then an emotion forms an action and the action has a consequence which leads to an event, right? So for example, you went live and no one watched, but remember an event doesn't mean anything until you assign emotional significance. And so the best point to actually stop this cycle is the moment you decide what meaning does this have to me, right? Uh, Because nothing is positive or negative until you choose, right? We all know the analogy, glass half full, glass half empty. You choose the perspective. It's really just a glass with a bit of water in it. It doesn't really matter. But in that 0.1 second, in that microsecond, you automatically assign everything a label, positive or negative, good or bad. And so you, when you think that going live and no one's showing up is negative, that's then reinforcing the belief. But the moment we decide that, you know what? This is a good thing because I've learned, I'm growing, I'm grateful for this experience. You then create a new cycle. And because of your emotion, you're gonna have completely different actions. If you're assigning a negative connotation, you're probably just gonna give up and never go live again. Well, on the other hand, what you could see is that this is an example of growth. I'm going to learn from this. I'm more experienced now because I you know, did something and didn't get the result I wanted. I'm going to try harder. And so you see that the different actions, giving up and trying harder, all stems from the emotional significance. So really focusing and targeting the root cause, which is how am I perceiving the world? Because how I perceive the world is going to impact the actions and the actions create consequences.
0: Yeah. I love that. So how does one then like almost slow down that process? Because you said in that like 0.01 second, we assign meaning and that's usually really automatic based on our current experiences and our past experiences in life, right? So what's the kind of like process? And I guess I'm going to double this question with, first of all, how does someone become aware of their own personal limiting beliefs? Like what is the actual belief below this negative emotion. But then also, yeah, how do you like slow down that process to so say you go live? Is it like, is there a feeling that you feel and you're like, right, this doesn't feel good. I need to change my perspective here. Like, when do you know to do that work?
1: Yeah, so first of all, how do you identify limiting beliefs? So there's two easy ways. Whenever you hear yourself saying, I can't do this, I can't do that, I am this, I am that, you know, these statements, which are kind of, they're not true, but, you know, you're creating this false reality. I always say, like, if you can Google it and you're getting the answer, then that's truth. And you can't Google that the limiting belief is true, then that's a limiting belief, right? I love but that. Then asking yourself why, right? Because I like to say we have these core limiting beliefs and the core limiting beliefs are I'm not safe, I'm not acceptable, I'm not loved, I'm not valuable and I'm not cared for. So those are the five core limiting beliefs. And this is what most of our other limiting beliefs stem from. So for example, you know, your limiting belief might be, I'm nervous, I can't go live. Right? But that's what I like to call a surface limiting belief or an extension of your inner one. So what you really want to do is get to the core root. You don't really care that, oh, I can't go live. It's like triggering something deeper within you. And so I keep asking yourself, well, why do I feel like that? Well, I'm scared to go live because I'm scared people will judge me. Why are you scared people will judge you? Well, because I'm scared because, you know, people, I'm not acceptable. And so that's the core, really getting down to where are all these things coming from? Because we have thousands, you know, millions of limiting beliefs, some of which we can overcome quickly. But it really comes down to those core ones, asking yourself why, 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 until you get back to that root, And that's where you need to target. And also, the second way you can identify is just through your emotions and your feelings. So if you're feeling unpleasant or if someone says something and it kind of triggers you, that's when you know you have a limiting belief. Why? Because we wouldn't feel upset if it doesn't mean anything to us, right? If someone just said, you have blue hair, I'm like, oh, cool. I know I don't have blue hair. I don't really care, right? That doesn't bother me. I'm not even going to remember what they said five seconds later. But if someone, for example, said to me, oh, Katie, like, you're not good enough that will kind of sting, right? Because I have that limiting belief there that I'm not good enough deep down, which I'm continuously working on. Or maybe, oh, you're stuck up or you're this and that. We all have certain things that you know we get triggered by, but it's all unique to us. For example, if someone said to me that I'm selfish. That to me doesn't hurt me. That doesn't affect me. But if someone said to me, you're not good enough, that on the other hand does. And so really remembering you generate your own emotions. No one can make you feel anything. They can try to persuade you to feel something. They can try and provoke you. But ultimately, the feeling comes from within. It comes from you. And so noticing, when do you feel triggered? When do you feel upset? What situations are happening? What are those words that really like get to you? It's like, you know, something digging into your heart. That is, you know, a limiting belief there at play. So there's two things, you know, asking yourself why, getting to the core, Um, noticing when you say you know, I can't do this. And then secondly, feeling the emotion. But the other half of your question, which was, how do you stop it at that point of emotional significance? This really goes back to manifestation because, you know, manifestation, we know law of attraction, there are actually 12 universal laws to do with manifestation. And one of the, you know, most common, most popular ones Is the law of attraction. But another one, which is equally my favorite, is called the law of duality. And it says that everything is on a continuum and there are two halves, but it's part of a whole. So what this means is that there are two sides to everything, but it's actually one thing, right? So there's two sides of a coin, but there's only one coin. Glass half empty, glass half full, it's just a glass filled half with some water air
0: and half with water yeah right yeah
1: so it's kind of just like really coming back to it that it is what it is And nothing more. Just because you failed, there is no positive or negative to that until you assign it. So going through your life and just realizing like, you know, this is a rock, this is a tree, just like you would say, you know, point out things in nature, it's no positive or negative towards that. The same thing when it happens to you. Someone gives you a compliment or someone, you know, tries to attack you. It's really no positive or negative. But We're taught in society to continuously label things. But realizing that it's just, that and nothing more. And I like to kind of see it in the sense of emotions. So for example, people think that happiness is the absence of sadness, but it isn't. Happiness is both experiencing happiness and experiencing sadness. In order to be happy, we must experience what is called the complementary opposite because otherwise, how would we know what happy is if we're happy all the time?
0: I love that. Right? You'll feel nothing.
1: And so really seeing how we need the negative, the the you know, this black and white, yin and yang, positive and negative, we need that whole spectrum. And every single emotion is there to be felt and it is valid. We wouldn't have this whole entire group of amazing emotions if they weren't being like allowed to be felt. And so really noticing, yes, I can feel these things, but What? How can I feel in a way that is going to serve me, that is going to be positive, that's going to help me and help me overcome my limiting belief? And it's definitely hard, as I said, you know, it's like in a micro split second that you're experiencing, but just having that thought in the back of your head, knowing the law of duality and knowing that it's a choice how I can assign meaning eventually you'll get to a point where you can stop feeling, you know, bad about things that you don't need to feel bad about and just start feeling more empowered and more happy in your day-to-day life.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, you have no idea how much I love that because something that I've been studying a lot lately about in psychology in particular is like we specifically as a generation I guess you could say but I think this is something that is just becoming more and more common amongst all human beings is that like we're so um accustomed to assigning feelings to our feelings so it's like oh I have a limiting belief and if we go back to the example of like I just went live and no one showed up and now I feel bad then it's like, oh, now I feel guilty that I feel bad or I feel like a failure because I feel bad. And then it's like, no, oh, now I feel like I'm procrastinating. Because, like, And we almost just like continuously go around digging these holes of emotions and feelings because we continuously assign a feeling to a feeling and right when does that ever end? But I love that you're almost like trying to teach that we don't necessarily need to go down that path of rumination or catastrophization. It's like, you feel bad in the moment. That's okay because A, there's a lesson to be learned here, but this is just data collection for what's on the other side of it.
1: Exactly. And that what you said is feeling an emotion towards an emotion is what we call a toxic emotion. So when feeling an emotion triggers that, but it really stems from, you know, this societal thing that emotions you know, certain emotions aren't valid. Like you're not supposed to feel sad or you're not supposed to grieve, but in certain situations, like if someone passed away, grief is totally normal. Grief for an extended period of time, maybe isn't normal, but really just normalizing that emotions, all of them are meant to be felt. That's what makes us so amazing because we have all these experiences. And so allowing yourself to feel, and yes, not ruminating and going down that path that you're upset at yourself for feeling because we are human and The main thing when it comes to people just getting so caught up in their emotions is that they are judging themselves for feeling. Once you surpass that, That is when I like to say we are a conduit for our emotions. We are not our emotions. Like emotion comes and then it bypasses, it leaves us and it comes again. And we never just stick with it. It's just always flowing. You know, it's always happening all of the time, but we never get stuck. The moment you get stuck and you judge yourself, that's when all the trouble comes. And I love the quote, you know, what you resist persists. The only way you can get through an emotion is just by feeling it fully and processing it and then moving on the more you challenge yourself and resist and judge an emotion the harder it's going to be going to feel right and so just allowing yourself to realize that every single emotion out there it is meant to be felt it is valid and it is there for me to experience
0: i love that so on the limiting beliefs i definitely want to tuck back into the universal law stuff because you started talking about it then and I'm just so interested, particularly when it comes to branding and business and all of that. But one thing I'd like to ask as well is because I hear a lot in personal development work with limiting beliefs. And obviously you mentioned before that these can be created in the womb from the ages of one to seven, because obviously the brain states that we're predominantly in there are an absorption state. So, how important do you think it is for someone to identify the root cause of a limiting belief? Or is it more important to just understand what the limiting belief is and then obviously try to override that, like you said, with positive experiences? Because I myself have found it really challenging, like whether it's a bad memory, whether I'm not as good at regression as I thought I was, but I find it really challenging to find the actual root cause of some of these limiting beliefs that I have. And sometimes when I do, they're from an older age. And then obviously the intention with, you know, things like NLP specifically is like, no, they need to be from those early childhood stages.
1: Yeah, so that is something that I teach in my Unblock Limiting Beliefs program, which is it's so important to find that root cause because there's going to be that one event and a lot of people, you know, we say it's, it's trauma, it's that one traumatic event, but what a lot of people also kind of get confused with, it's like, I didn't have a traumatic childhood, but it's like trauma is very perceptual. Like, you know, your father could have just yelled at you for like two minutes and your brain just like all of a sudden had overload and identified that as a traumatic experience. Experience is stored into your brain and now you formed a limiting belief and so we all had those moments that were like the pinnacle moment the epitome of when that limiting belief was formed and so it can kind of be difficult because like I don't remember when I was like two years old but um you know really allowing yourself to get into your subconscious through things like deep meditations I have a meditation which allows you to go into your subconscious through um activating a theater state in the mind and really it's not by forcing, it's really just allowing yourself because all you know, your experiences and your memories, they're stored in your brain and stored in your body and your brain already knows. And so trusting that you're going to find the root cause is going to allow you to go there. And often the very first thing that comes to mind Is it right? A lot of people like, oh, but that was just like one tiny thing, it doesn't matter. But you know, your your brain really does know having faith in that. And as I said, it can be as simple as you know your dad yelling at you saying you're not good enough, or a common one is a teacher saying, Oh, you're stupid, or you know, redo this, that is just so horrible. I can't believe you thought that was good enough to submit, you know. That can it can often be the basis of that limiting belief, or I'm stupid, I'm lazy, I'm not good enough, I'm selfish, all these things. um, it's often not a big traumatic event like abuse and all these things it just can be one simple sentence that someone said to you long long ago and getting rid of that because that's formed a neural pathway in our brain which our brain keeps looping on and going back to over and over again it's like solidified that you know trail this track in our brain and until we get rid of that, it's just going to keep going again and again and again and again. And how I teach it is that it's much easier to replace a pathway than to remove it altogether. You know, if you think of addictions and things like people don't just often s- stop smoking altogether. They try and replace it, get other and activities. Nicotine
0: patches, yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. So they kind of get their brain off it. And so what we need to do, because yes, your brain is powerful, it can easily form connections and it can, you know, do The synaptic pruning, it can remove these, but your brain already has the habit, has the addiction, has the tendency. So, what you want to do is divert the attention to a new pathway. So, it's like a fork in the road, right? It keeps going down this one path, but instead, let's just divert it a little bit to this healthy one. So, Unless we get to that root cause and what I like to call rewrite the story, the pathway is going to keep going. And how do you rewrite the story? You create a new memory, right? So our brains don't know the difference between reality and between our imagination or memory. That's how crazy it is. I like to call it brainwashing your own brain. So you've created this memory, for example, the teacher you saying you're stupid. Now what you need to go do is go back into that subconscious state, it can be through a meditation or kind of that state, you know, when you're right before you fall asleep. It's like this trance-like state, like, Am I awake or am I asleep? That's the amazing, you know, state when you can really access your subconscious there and then rewrite that. And what I like to say is change the ending. So, you know, go into that memory, remember that teacher and then change her words saying you know you're so intelligent and smart or maybe she says you know this piece is really good but you just need to make a few adjustments instead of her just saying this is horrible can't believe you you would submit this you know just changing it and so we're now replacing that memory with this memory that serves us and so now that neural pathway, we've created a new one that serves us and we're no longer going through this one that's really detrimental and reminding us of how stupid we are. So that's the process that I like to use and it can take, you know, a while because we need to solidify this new pathway. It's not just creating a memory once and then, It's done, but going back and remembering that this is the new one that I'm going to really focus on. And then eventually any unused neural pathways, they are going to be pruned anyway, because our brain is precious real estate. Anything that's
0: unused, it just dies off. I love that so much. You have no idea because particularly something that I know like the easiest way to influence neuroplasticity, the formation of your brain. So I know you're speaking at this from a very kind of like visual perspective, but the easiest way to influence neuroplasticity, the way that our brain will change, particularly when it comes to either learning a new skill, developing a new thought pattern. You know, changing and altering addictions and things like that is a two part process, which is deep focus and deep rest. You have to have deep focus in, on something, you know, particularly I attribute this to like martial arts, for example. If you're trying to learn a new combination or a new skill, like you have to have deep focus, but it's in the period of deep rest that those pathways are actually developing and forming. And that's why, in particular, a lot of neuroscientists are now. Studying the effects of uh, hypnosis in particular, because hypnosis, where traditionally these two would be individual processes, you know, you learn something, you go to sleep. The hypnosis is kind of like bringing those two pieces together where you can be in that sleep like state that you said, that meditative state. However, really deep focusing your attention on changing that picture in your mind. And like that is the best way to change those pathways in your brain to actually reform your brain. I love that so 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 much. So, I just want to shift gears a little bit because I really really want to get into I love all of this stuff on limiting beliefs, but something that I know you love to speak about is obviously using the universal laws for success and particularly for success in business. So, I know you mentioned there's obviously 12 laws and we definitely don't have time to go into all of those today, but maybe you can summarize like say okay, what I really want to do is like break down I guess the balance, obviously we know that taking action is important and you yourself, I see you as someone who's ultra disciplined, you know, you do take a lot of action right from even the start of Simply Business, you know, you just got out there, you built the stuff, you launched the course, you worked on yourself, you built beautiful graphics, built the website, like you did the stuff. But like how much of this is the stuff and how much of this is the universal laws? And particularly like, Where does someone start if they want to use both?
1: Yeah, so I kind of see it as a balance between the two. I know a lot of people, they're kind of like – fully in the masculine side of energy, taking action, systems and strategy, while others are just like sit back, flow and allow it to come. And for me, I really found that having the two together is what creates a really stable, successful business. And so I like to see it as kind of in my head, the divine masculine energy with the divine feminine. So masculine, as I said, is all systems and strategy and doing and it's kind of going out there and being at the forefront while the feminine. An energy is, you know, attracting its flow, things are just going to come to you through the energy you're putting out. So I'll just give a little introduction into what manifestation is for anyone who is that. brand new to manifestation. And it essentially is, you know, law of attraction, the main law of manifestation is that the energy you put out is the energy you receive back and we live in an energetic world everything is energy right you can hear the energy in Erin and my voices through this podcast when you meet someone I like to say the very first impression is often not even how they look it's the energy right we all kind of carry this bubble and they like to say it's nine meters from your body that everything you interact with is from this energy And we have those people where we talk to them and we feel so high vibe and positive and there's other people it's like oh my goodness I can't be around them they're like you know, vampires, they just suck the energy right out of me. And you can see how, you know, your energy really affects how you experience your life. And of course, how you experience business as well. But manifestation, energy is so much. So it's not just thoughts. A lot of people are like, oh, your thoughts create your reality. Yes, they do. But as you can see, actions also create your reality. If we go back to the thought cycle, the thought creates the emotion, which creates the action, the action creates the result. And so energy can really be broken down to, yes, your thoughts, but it's also your emotions, your actions, how you treat yourself, how you treat other people, essentially how you live your life. That is the energy that you emit out into this world. And so if you want to attract things through manifestation, through energy, you have to live your life in this aligned state of energy. The thing about manifestation is that there's no on and off switch. It's happening all of the time. So I know a lot of people have their little 10-minute manifestation routine in the morning where they do their scripting and their journaling, but it's like but for the rest of the day are you like some grouchy, you know, upset person because that matters more that Extra 23 hours of the day, you are always manifesting. So, really being aware, what am I broadcasting out to the universe with my energy? That is what I'm receiving back because life is a mirror. And so, how can we really, you know, leverage this and apply it to our business? So, first of all, I like to say that I definitely believe systems and strategy are a must. I kind of see that as my foundation. It's the back end of the business, right? Your sales page and your workflows and your emails and all your planning. And I love all that because at school, I used to be, you know, a very numbers driven maths and science. But I also kind of felt this pressure. It was like you had to choose one, right? You're either the maths or science girl, you're either English and literature, And I always felt torn. I always felt like, but I love both. Can't I be both? And now when I realized is that yes, the balance happens when you experience both. And so I use the systems and the strategy as the foundation. It's what I do first, but then that allows room for my feminine flow and so feminine flow is that energy you know showing up online speaking that's where people feel your energy doing my manifestation allowing people to attract, you know, attracting clients through my energy infusing my energy into my blog posts into my emails into my podcasts, like everything I do I'm like you know universe send this to the right person I have all these like small practices that I do it's a lot to do with energy especially during a launch it's like really focusing on the energy so I can attract those clients. But I'll just tell a quick story. So in my very first launch, this is when I really found out the importance of, you know, balancing the masculine with the feminine. And so in the very beginning, creating my very first offer, all of a sudden, you know, I woke up one night, I was like, I have this thing, I'm going to create it. That's very me. Like I, I receive an intuitive download. I'm like, I'm creating this course right now. And I woke up the next morning, I started creating it, created the course in a week. I started beta testing it and I launched it even before I finished beta testing right? I was like I want to get this out, you know, I was kind of like I want to get so I get my business running. And I was working so hard. It took me a month from creation to a launch that I was just working so so hard that the day of my launch, I actually ended up like passing out. And then um, cuz I was so exhausted, I had a ma- life masterclass on it the very same day. And so I had to rest all day and luckily enough, I was, you know, fine to do the life masterclass. But because I was so rushed, I hadn't implemented all of, you know, the systems and strategies. So yes, I had the sales page and I had the cart and all of that, but I hadn't um, pre-written all my emails. I hadn't planned all my live videos. I hadn't planned all my Instagram posts. I was like, I can do that, you know, launch week. doesn't really matter. Right. But what happened was I ended up, you know, passing out. I wasn't feeling very well. And so I had to rest but my first priority was, oh my goodness, I haven't done all this stuff. I need to set up my system, set up my strategy. And in the end, I was so consumed because I hadn't set up the masculine side of my business for the launch that I couldn't fully show up in the feminine side. I couldn't yeah. fully talk and convey my message and attract clients and speak my truth because I lacked that you know, pre-work. I, I lacked the planning of the masculine. And so my feminine was you know impacted and so it's not really you know a balance of the masculine and feminine it's really a dance like these two come together they don't clash they don't obstruct each other they really are infused together you know your business isn't either a masculine business or a feminine business it's really that in order to have the feminine flow and the attraction and receiving the energy you have to have the systems and strategy in place to give yourself the room And that's one of the biggest things I learned in my very first launch. The systems and strategy are so important because my energy was so drained of having to quickly do all the systems and strategy that I just didn't have enough energy to fully embrace and immerse myself into that aspect of speaking my truth and showing up authentically and just allowing my energy to emanate out into my audience so they could feel that and, you know, come into my sphere, into my community. So I believe that energy is both. You need both sides of it, but really enabling yourself to, again, have that balance and to have that really nice flow and that one doesn't obstruct the other. They
0: work together simultaneously. So in particular with – I love what you're saying. So in particular – I love what you mentioned about like it being a dance, the way that I'm visualizing it in my mind is almost like the strategy is really the support, right? It's really the container. you set up the, the room. It's almost like, I don't know, you know, I love my analogies, but it's almost as if you were like hosting a party, you know, the strategy is like, right. The location, the invitations, the food, all of that stuff. That stuff's important because it creates the atmosphere and it creates the space for the fun, which is the energy, which is about to happen. You know, if people came to a party and there was no food, no music, no nothing, it wouldn't be, the energy just wouldn't be the same. But you walk into a party with all these, you know, invitations I was gonna say what are they decorations food music lights smoke machine whatever and that's going to induce people to be able to essentially have a good time which is allowing them to flow freely so one thing I'd love to know more a little bit about though is you mentioned obviously you can't just do that like one hour a day scripting which I think is maybe what I do sometimes as well, but I think what a lot of other people do, because life just gets busy, especially when you are running an online business, you know, you're going through a launch or you're building a funnel or you're coaching clients. Like how would you recommend someone to really just, I guess, like throughout the day, check in, like, do you have particular tools that you use reminders? Like, let's get into the specifics of like, how does someone infuse their day with, the conscious reminder to be manifesting in a positive way?
1: Yeah. So definitely in the beginning, you do have to kind of cultivate a routine and awareness is the very first step, right? You can't know, what you have to change if you don't even know what you're doing wrong. So I like to say when you're really trying to practice manifestation in depth, it's the very you know first week at least where you kind of take inventory and catalog. So carry a journal with you or input um, voice notes or notes or reminders into your phone every single day for that week of what you're doing and how you are feeling and like a cup best thing to do is a couple times a day. And I know it might seem like a lot, but we have like so many thoughts per day. I don't even know, like 80,000. 80, so. yeah. yeah. And
0: it's like, <laughs> I'm sure mine's the- like 180,000, to be honest.
1: <laughs> I'm sure mine is too. But <laughs> like at the end of the day, you, Really, not like seeing everything that you're doing, everything that you're feeling. Remember, what you're manifesting is energy, right? The energy that you put out is energy you receive. So, you wanted to really catalog: what are my actions? What words am I speaking? How am I treating myself? How am I treating other people? How am I feeling? All that manifests. So, the very first week, look at it and see the patterns. Are you thinking that you're hungry? all of the time maybe that's like manifesting in the wrong way and so maybe that's why certain people might have issues around you know weight loss and fit and all this stuff because you know they keep focusing on you know i'm hungry all the time or for example for business you know what are you thinking about oh i have to get clients i have to make money all this stuff and then really noticing is that in alignment and so how i like to live now like it's kind of become you know, subconscious or an autopilot because I just have practiced it so much. But you want to get to the point where you are just living fully in alignment. And so it's less about the techniques, right? So many people get caught up in the techniques, five by five affirmation method and journaling and scripting and meditating and vision boarding. And yes, these things are so, so amazing. But if you do these mindlessly, if you don't know why you're doing them, you're not going to get the result. You know, key thing with manifestation, energy, it's one of the biggest components. And so if you're just scripting and you're thinking about your dinner, nothing is going to be happening, right? It's the energy and intention. You need to feel the change. So when you're manifesting, you have to live as if you have achieved your goal, Right, people say that we used to think that when you achieve something, that's when you would feel the emotional, you know, experience or the emotional signature. I'll be grateful when I do this, I'll be confident when I do that. But we've realized now that you have to experience it within yourself first before you attract that, because you attract that with your energy. Once you feel grateful now, once you feel confident now, once you feel all these things, then that item will come into your life, whether it's tangible or intangible. And so you really must live your life in alignment with that how would you think speak and act and everything if you were living your goal so for example if you wanted to be a million dollar boss babe who would you be would you how would you wake up What clothes would you dress? Would you put on makeup on? Would you work out? How do you speak to yourself? How do you speak to your clients? Every little thing throughout the day, remind yourself, I'm a million-dollar boss babe. And then all these activities, you're going to notice that certain things are unaligned. Like I just get so worried, I have to spend money or I, you know, do this and I do that. And oh my goodness, like I keep saying to myself that I'm poor and that I'm unsuccessful. And so really noticing weed that all out and now start to live as if and when you're in that moment every single thing you do throughout your day you'll start to as i said go on autopilot and live as if that dream has already happened and that's when it'll happen i run my business as if i'm a million dollar boss babe you know i'm not a million dollar boss babe yet but i will be and so i set up my systems like i am i take it seriously i you know create my courses and do everything as if I am a million dollar boss babe, because that's the only way I'm going to do that. And the energy that I'm putting out in my actions, in my words and how I treat other people, how I show up online, it's with that energy. And that is what's going to attract.
0: Yeah. So it's not as a matter of fact of like, you wouldn't show up on a live story and be like, Oh, I have a million dollar business. Like it's not pretending. Right. No. But it's more just like the characteristics, the values, the beliefs, the Habits, the even little kind of like personality traits, I guess you could say, aligning those to who you would be if you had those results rather than actually saying, uh, going online and just like pretending that it's actually happened. Is that so more what you're saying? So taking inventory of those, particularly what I heard out of what you're saying is like how you're speaking to yourself, what you're actually saying. Following the words I am. So, like, I'm broke, I'm lazy, I'm hungry, even, or whatever. Like, is that what you'd really be doing? If you had a million dollar business, you're probably not going to be sitting there going, I'm broke, or talking about being broke. So, it's more so just like, because I think that some people get a lot really confused with this because their brain goes, Well, no, you're not. You know what I mean? But it's more so, From what I'm hearing that you're saying, it's like, it's not as if you're actually pretending that you have like a million dollars in the bank, but it's just like, I'm going to become who I would be because it's not about the million dollars in the bank, right? At the end of the day, even if the million dollars in the bank was there, it's about the person and the type of life you'd live once that goal. And I'm doing goal in like air quotes came to fruition.
1: Yes, exactly. That's what I teach when we manifest is that a lot of people get caught up in the tangible item, like a million dollars. But really, as you said, who would I be? Because yes, I'd be myself, but little things would change. Like maybe would I walk differently? Maybe would I talk differently? Maybe would I be more self-assured, more confident? And so how do you find out who would you be and how would you feel? It's by understanding what are you truly manifesting? So, you know, it's, it's easier to just say, you know, I have... I'm manifesting a million dollars because it makes sense to people. But really, what does a million dollars mean to you? So, when I get people to manifest, I say, What is your goal? You know, most people have tangible things they want to manifest, but you never actually want to manifest a tangible thing. Remember, it's always the emotional significance underlying that so maybe for you manifesting a lot of money might be because you want to feel freedom you want to feel independent you want to feel luxe you want to feel confident um for example you want to manifest like a nice house you don't actually just want a pretty aesthetic house you want it because it makes you feel good it makes you feel you know high vibe it makes you feel luxurious all of these things you're manifesting a feeling at the end of the day right like especially as you said you look at your bank account like what having six zeros does that really like inspire you it's what you can do with the money what you can do with the physical result and so understanding how would I feel and how do I infuse that and feel that now because there's no separation you can feel that today do you say that you'll only feel confident only feel successful when you have six zeros in the bank like no you can feel that today and when you feel that today you bridge the gap right I like to say there's a gap between where you are now and where you want to be. How to close that gap is to start living and breathing and being that version of yourself internally, emotionally, embodying that fully. And then the gap will close because the only thing left is that tangible item, which doesn't really mean anything. It's just a tangible item. You've already experienced it and you've essentially been manifesting experience self, And now you have that. So get what I mean? It's like yeah. really going to the core of like the emotional side of it. And yes, showing up as that version of you, not like pretending, but yeah. you know, people say act as if, but you know, really embodying the essence of that next level
0: version of you. I love that so much. One final question I want to know is like, if you could just like literally have like one quick tip, one quick piece of advice, like you were, you know, my classic, like if you were going to stand on the world stage for one, you have one minute to speak when it came to all of this, when it came to manifestation, when it came to all of this, if you like had one minute to share your one top tip with everybody listening right now so that they can achieve their goals or that feeling that you said, like, what would that one thing that they need to start working on be?
1: Yes, so my one thing which I live by is everything that you need, you already possess within yourself. This is what manifestation is. You know, it may seem like magic, it may seem like an external fact. I know some people like to pray or ask the universe and I like to too, but really remembering we are the universe. All the particles and molecules that created the universe, we possess them within us. And the change and the action, everything that we desire, it comes from within us first. So you don't need to seek to look for more, to always try to find more and feel that lack right? Remember, most of the time it stems from that emotional experience. So just realizing that everything I could ever desire, I could ever need, I can find within myself. And that is when you feel the most empowered. That is when life really changed because you're no longer just walking around looking for things, feeling unsatisfied because you realize that I can just come back to myself and that it's all there. It's all lying in the portal of my heart. I just have to access it, peel back those layers and remember that, you know, I have it all already.
0: I love that so much. Oh my gosh. I can talk about this stuff. I feel like I have so many more questions. We'll probably have to get you on again, because I just love talking about this stuff. And I feel like, again, there's so many misconceptions with this work. And so for anyone who is kind of like really interested in what you're saying today, and maybe wants to dive deeper into both manifestation, manifestation for business and limiting beliefs, talk to us a little bit about like what you got going on. Cause so I know you've got some really cool stuff out right now. Yes. So
1: for limiting beliefs, I do have my unblocked limiting belief program which goes through it has those you know subconscious meditations and that is a process that you can go through over and over again i also have my course align manifestation which teaches my method on how you can manifest successfully and if you're just looking to learn more about manifestation and you're not sure about whether you want to invest yet i do have a free masterclass called how to manifest successfully in four easy steps so yeah and you can also so find me on instagram at katie.wilkinson with two n's at the end
0: and we will leave all of that information in the description below in the show notes whatever it's called here on podcast land thank you so much lovely it was honestly such a pleasure to talk to you you are just absolutely fascinating you're doing incredible things and i know that everyone is just going to love tucking into your work a little bit more and thank you so much for sharing all of that
1: Thank you so much for having me on. It was such a pleasure to be here.
0: So I don't know about you, but I got so much value from that episode. I just loved, loved, loved sitting down with Katie, talking through all stuff mindset, all stuff limiting belief, all stuff energy. I really truly do believe in the power of energy. I've coached so many people at this stage. And let me just tell you, if someone's making money and if someone else isn't, and they both know the same strategies, the difference between the two isn't backgrounds. It isn't experience. It usually isn't even branding or anything like that. Most of the time, it is going to come down to that person's mindset. And so mindset should be such a big part of our entrepreneurial journey. If you're not doing mindset, I have lots of different episodes on my podcast all about mindset. I've spoken to lots of different people about it. But of course, I would recommend that you go check out Katie, check out her Instagram, check out her course all about overcoming limiting beliefs, because this could be the difference between the success you desire and the success that you have. All right. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today and I will see you in the next episode. Bye guys.